Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Christmas. I'm Pete. I'm Molly. And what do we have for this evening? We've watched um, Nine Kittens of Christmas. That's a uh, it's a follow up. Yeah, we'll get into the details of it. Oh, okay. The uh, Sister Swap, a hometown holiday, which we ha- which we only that's two parter. Yeah, the second part comes on tonight. And then um, I watched a very merry bridesmaid. You heard me being annoyed with it, and you watched a few minutes of it. Yeah, I passively watched it. A lot of times when you want to start something like at 11 o'clock at night, even though we both wake up at like 5, I go to bed, and you're like, you're not going to watch this? And then, but I, and I, tur- I, I turn my head away from the TV laying down. I'm like, I'm just going to listen to it. I'm just going to listen to it and enjoy. <laughs> I don't understand just listening to something. <laughs> and, well, you know, it normally doesn't work out very long because I fall asleep in a few minutes. Well, I think like you, you also like to just have the TV on too. Uh, yeah, I do. It's comforting. I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's part of it. Or like people who like nap with the TV on. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. So while you were watching and I was sleeping, well, listening slash sleeping i heard a lot of groans <laughs> the very merry bridesmaid <laughs> i missed the first three minutes so i had no idea really the whole movie had no <laughs> idea up. what was going on <laughs> but <laughs> it's like uh this family and their son is getting married on christmas eve and i don't know if he lives where he lives or not and he's a they're all doctors except for, like his sister is not she like owns a store and in this little town and so his like best childhood friend comes home to be his best man and a love connection happens between the sister and mm-hmm. the, the best friend like right from the beginning he's like way into her and uh it's her birthday on christmas eve and it's a very like 16 candles plot where they've like forgotten about her birthday and so he's the the best man's very concerned about making sure her birthday is celebrated and she's like dude i'm cool it's fine <laughs> and he like won't let it go <laughs> so it's supposed to take place in like the suburbs of chicago because yeah, they guys. reference buffalo grove but the town is like something lake but Rose Lake. Um. They, the one point when I was watching, the guy was reading the Chicago Daily News. <laughs> and the main story was about a, a school given being given like $15,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's weird that they like say Buffalo Grove, but then it takes place in Rose Lake. There's so many generic suburb names. Yeah. If they just stuck with Buffalo Grove, yeah, why don't, don't they do that? But it's, it's this very... It's this very like well wealthy white family and like the parents are trying to retire to like Portugal or something mm-hmm. and they're going to have like the wedding at their house but then the brother the guy's getting married is like wait I found out that the bride's childhood home is like was going to be sold and so I just bought it so we can have the wedding there <laughs> Yeah Okay. And then the bride, the whole, the whole bride storyline is that she's really upset the whole time because her dress got lost in the, like, she... Supply chain? <laughs> supply chain she had, I don't know where she was, because again, I missed the first three minutes. So I missed <laughs> every important thing. Um, she was, There's a lot of exposition in the first, like, couple of minutes of each Hallmark movie. She was flying there, and she had it in a... She had checked it in a, a garment bag. And they lost it. And it, it, she had, it came from a designer in London. 
and she had gone there, th- gone to London three times for <laughs> fittings. And at one point, she's like, "I know that seems extravagant, but my mother loved this." And I was like, "Yes, it is. That is. That's crazy." And it was all like her parents were dead, but again, I'm not. I don't know the story with that because that happened in the first three minutes <laughs> and so like a home was really like important to her but she was she was such a drip the bride there was a point where i again i was listening and i heard you complaining because the boyfriend or the the guy the boyfriend mm-hmm. brought her to the house like showed her yeah. the house that yeah. she grew up in right and it was like a brand new house right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, built in 2019 <laughs> It's like, just what? like such a sub, like brand new subdivision yeah. McMansion <laughs> house. And so then they had to like, one thing he had to do was re it was like build a gazebo or rebuild the gazebo in the back or something. And okay, this is winter in Chicago. You, you can't paint when the temperature is below 50 or 60 degrees. So they were painting and it was snowing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that's not a thing. And then when they had the wedding at the house, they had this like tent outside, but it had no walls to it. It was just like the, t- it was just the cover was the top was covered and again it was snowing and people were wearing sleeveless dresses (laughs) and there were no heaters yeah that's questionable i mean i know that these movies are not realistic and they're filmed in the summer in canada but make an effort oh my gosh it's winter in chicago there's there's nothing in chicago other than it's cold (laughs) yeah yeah acknowledge that so that yeah, that How, one. So what happened? What what happened with this one? They oh, so I like I thought that the wedding was going to be the next day, and that's why she was so upset about the dress. But they had like two or three weeks to get this dress, and then when they showed a picture of the dress, I was like, really? <laughs> and then when she got another dress, and like when you didn't really see the dress, but when like they when her friend who owned a wedding dress store or whatever, um, who had curled bangs, <laughs> showed her like a, the dress she had made, she was like, oh. And then when she had it on, I was like that (laughs) and then oh oh, the wedding dress spoiler the wedding dress showed up right after the wedding um (laughs) and then the like the sister and the best man were like eating in the gazebo and the mom was like oh man (laughs) let's let's go to portugal (laughs) so what would you rate this on a, a a scale of one through four hallmark cards i give it a one it was no i didn't like anybody it was a dumb story i feel like i was i was watching it downstairs and i was yelling upstairs this is terrible <laughs> but um nine kids of christmas was better we had heard some mixed reviews from people and i thought i enjoyed it yeah i feel though and i felt this in the first one that they have no chemistry brandon like merrily and what's his name brandon Ralph. yeah the firefighter guy and so there's in the so he's a firefighter she's a vet she had moved to miami to, to do like her residency and they had they had been dating mm-hmm. since the last one which was many years ago but then he kind of like never he never wanted to change like he just sort of was like why yeah, just keep doing what we're doing his, uh you know on the fire team no but i mean as far as their relationship goes like he oh. never really wanted to like progress anything he didn't he just sort of liked everything to stay like status mm-hmm. quo so she was sick of that. And so she went to Miami to do like her residency. And then she ended up, they broke up. She stayed, he didn't go with her. She stayed there to open a vet clinic. And so she comes back to see her sister for Christmas. And he finds some kittens that have been dumped at the fire station. And she helps him um, find, homes. find homes for them and get them vetted. And, oh, oh, the town vet had just retired. So <laughs> we know what happens with that. 
But there's like a the uh, Gregory Harrison is the fire mm-hmm. chief, and his daughter is is a firefighter, and um, there's she's like I don't know how old, like twenty one or something. Yeah, and Brandon Roth looks kind of, he's he had some gray temples. Yeah, he's in his forties, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but but there was way more chemistry between the two of <laughs> <Yeah>. them <laughs> than Meryl Lee. Like she, it was a lot about her cat and how like sad she was that her cat died. I like. I don't know. You have no sympathy for that. No, I don't, as someone who loves animals and would be really sad when one of ours died, her cat was, I don't know, just sat there and when she talked to it, it didn't talk back like oh his cat God. does. The, yeah, um, uh, our friend Tinas Fondelis, who you know, he, she watches a lot of these Hallmark movies, and so I saw her tweeting that she said she called it the worst Hallmark movie. I don't know, maybe of all time, but of the season. And I was like, no. She hasn't watched enough bad Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) No, like this was enjoyable. It's weird sometimes when like, yeah, he's just sitting there alone in his... Talking to his cat. Talking to... uh, In his apartment, talking to his cat. His cat's great. Yeah. Queenie, the other cat. I was never impressed with Queenie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was weird that he had his office in the firehouse was just like right next to where the fire, they parked the fire trucks. (laughs) Like they couldn't even carve out a room to make a a temporary office. And it looks cooler with the fire trucks. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess so. I guess so. But it was, I I don't know. I enjoyed it. And they, they adopted all of them. And there's like real rescue stuff where someone's like, Oh, I want to adopt all of your cats. Uh, and really excited, and then they go to drop with their cats. They're like, "Oh, I, not really." Yeah, we've had that happen. <laughs> That's a that is a thing. <laughs> Sleeveless in winter in Chicago, not a thing. People backing out of adoption, the thing. Well, you know, things come up. She had a she had that one girl. She had a thing come up. I yeah, what the thing was. But I was like, when she said, "I'm going to take all three, I'm like, you knew it was going to mm, end poorly. Not sure yeah. about this. Yeah, but yeah, the kittens were cute. I quite like that one. I thought there's it was a good enjoyable. kid in it. Her niece. What did the niece? She do? was like really into the kittens and taking care of the. Kittens. Oh right, and they, she yeah. they got they took a couple. The kid took a couple. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, three. If you're a fan of the first one, definitely watch it. Yeah, but. but I, the first one is classic. It's like my favorite ever. But don't be afraid if you haven't seen the first one. I think you'll be able, <laughs> you'll to, be able to catch out. up. You won't be lo- completely on? lost. Yeah, because it's all changed. I mean, the thing, the hardest thing you have to wrap your head around is like why she was in Miami and why they broke up. And that comes out rather quickly. You'll <laughs> figure that out. And Gregory Harrison, he's the head of the Wait, firehouse. I mean, I know him well, but what is he known for? I can't remember the show. It was, it was on after 60 Minutes. <laughs> it was like a CBS show. Like recently? No, or in like, the 80s? like in the 80s. Yeah. But so he, he, he and he eventually retires his captainship of yeah. the firehouse. And then, you know, they, whatever the nine kittens guy, mm-hmm. he eventually is going to take over the, the yeah. to be the chief of the firehouse. And Gregory Harrison adopts a, a kitten or two kittens? I think two. I think they dro- yeah. adopted two. To, to begin their new life as a retired uh, couple. <laughs> Gregory. Who do you think the first Gregory is when you Google? It's certainly not Gregory Harrison. What's the first letter? P. Peck. Yeah. I was. That was what I first thought, but I'm like, oh, that's one of my old references. No, nobody's <laughs> looking for <laughs> Gregory Peck. Oh, yeah. He played uh, Dr. George Alonzo Gonzo Gates, 
the young surgeon assistant for tra- to Trapper John. Oh, Trapper John. And, tra- and the yeah. CBS series Trapper I've John. I've never watched MD. one second of Trapper John, but I'm fully aware of it. Yeah. He also Trapper was, uh, he played the ruthless business tycoon Michael Sharp in the CBS series Falcon Crest. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was thinking it was like a, a soap opera, but not a daytime soap opera. Since 2015, he has played Joe O'Toole, father of Oliver, in the Hallmark Channel expansion f- films of Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. I'm very aware of making references that nobody knows. And it just, it's a combination of getting older and younger people not knowing older references. Yeah. And I'm I'm very nervous about saying things and sounding old because of those references. Do you think like Trapper John's a cool reference? <laughs> we know someone who like doesn't every reference, like even really obvious things this person doesn't know. And so we always say like, do you think this that person knows who Gregory Harrison is? That person does not know who Gregory Harrison is. But like, the, we'll get into deep conversations yeah. about references that nobody knows. <laughs> that's our that's our baseline. <laughs> yeah, the, in fact, we were I don't know we're, something at work came up where we were talking about scary movie. I don't know something and uh, E. T. popped up the you uh-huh. know, the movie E. T. the extraterrestrial <laughs> and um, one of the newsmen newsman newspersons. Had never, never, not had not seen E.T., but ha- was not familiar with E.T. as the uh, extraterrestrial. Like, had, they, had he ever even, heard of E.T.? I think he had heard of it, but like never had seen the poster, like didn't or know. like a toy. Right, yeah. Or a Reese's Pieces commercial. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that's how does that how does that not I know, happen? He's, you know, he's probably in his twenties, so he's young, obviously. Yeah. But that that that, that movie not, seems iconic, you know. Yeah, like, and it's only like it, like two generations removed. It's not like it's from the forties or something, uh, right? Trapper John MD is not iconic. I would not say <laughs> that's deeper. <laughs> oh, not good. Although maybe it was one of the best uh, CBS television <laughs> dramas that followed Murder She Wrote. Weirdly, though, I don't know if I would know who was in any of the CBS shows currently now. Yeah. So, but like the on um, Sister Swap, the guy who plays her, like the handy, the contractor guy or whatever, he's like his IMD page is all CBS yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 He's in like every show, plays like some small role in every show or medium role mm-hmm. in every show. Yeah. Yeah, he just looks like generic, attractive, middle-aged man, yeah, yeah. competent man, or whatever, you know. So, I'm sure it's, it's he's made a good living off of off of these medium roles. We were also talking about something um, at work, which I thought was hilarious. We're talking about the office experience, mm-hmm. which is downtown. I don't know what it. I know it. What it? I know it exists, but what is it? That's a good question. What do you do there? I don't know. Like, do you? Is it a bar? I don't know. Is it interactive? I don't I don't know. Do you just take Instagram photos? I think yeah, I think you okay. do that for sure. I think it's a an Instagram place. And the person who had been there was saying that it was really great and I think they re- maybe they recreate the office, you know, the actual physical office of how, you know, it looked um with Pam and Jim and Michael Scott, you know. And he said it was better than like the like the pop ups that we'd go to at like headquarters, half assed at bars, right? Yeah. yeah, where they just find a like you put know, a poster poster up. up. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> wow. Oh, Buffy the Vampire is just like an, an old, like, it's like an unrolled poster that was in, the, you know, like when posters are rolled up and they got kind of crimped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in some this of is exactly, oh, wow, yeah, this is exactly like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and then maybe just some, some bad Party City vampire things or something. So we, he posed the question of if you had to pick a TV set or a, even a movie set to visit. Mm-hmm. Like, what would it be? Yeah. And the, the answers we were getting were, like, incre- <laughs> were like incredible. Did anybody say Trapper John? <laughs> no, nobody said Trapper John. <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about the other day, but it was something about a reference and if it was still relevant or and I, like, I, or I was, you were talking about a TV show and I was like, nobody cares about that show anymore. And you were like, people still care about the honeymooners. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're around WGN <laughs> listeners way too much. A lot of people were, uh, were texting in the, uh, what's the Kevin Costner. Oh, Yellowstone. <laughs> set of Yellowstone. Um, no, this was, I had a dream that, I was some sort of Christmas show. Oh yeah, impresario. Yeah, impresario. Yeah. Radio show. <laughs> yeah, where like a syndicated I, radio. Like show. I created a syndicated Christmas show that radio stations all across the world would play on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, with like music, and then I said like you know, and, and funny drop-ins like from the West Wing. <laughs> no, that's what it was. <laughs> like nobody wants this. <laughs> you don't even really care. It's the West Wing. It's all. About the production values it doesn't matter i feel like that number one you know there's like oh i'd like to save for retirement i would like <laughs> to travel more um and your number one like a goal in life is to make more people like watch the west <laughs> i do but that's what it was and you were like the people don't care about the west wing i'm like yes they do it was like a number one show for and it was, it's not that long ago it was in the 2000s I think it's really limited who would still care about it. It would only like in my in the in the six hour Christmas spectacular. Well, like when you first said this, I was like, "Oh, this is a really good idea." And then when you brought the West Wing part of it, <laughs> nobody uh. wants to listen to that. I think it is. I think it is, is going to be idea. like CJ doing the jackal. <laughs> I think it is a good idea. I think I I don't know like who to pitch this to. The Dickensian hats clash with the. <laughs> is it going to be that kind of clip? <laughs> clash with the Santa hats or what? No, that's not what it is, but something yeah. like that. That wasn't CJ. That was uh, Maura McCormick. I know, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, yeah, this is it. This is going to be like, you know how like the, you know people make tons of money like, you know, with old radio show, like, mm-hmm. you know, like playing like, you know, Abbott and Costello. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they make tons of money. I think they do. Yeah. I think this is a good idea because like most radio stations play, it's, yeah. it's not like live stuff I think usually. They're, I think they're hungry for yeah. content well except that on chirp where you dj you're supposed to dj on on you're you're djing on christmas and whereas like the the real radio station you actually work at like you can have the day off <laughs> but your volunteer job at, at the pretend radio station it's not a pretend it's a real radio station <laughs> if you live like within two blocks of it it is and when you when you have to go to that on christmas day <laughs> And you guys can't play just like a tape on that day because everybody wants to be wants to listen to chirp on Christmas. Apparently, <laughs> there's a lot of lonely people at Christmas. It does, you know, people have you know the holidays are tough for people. They you know a lot of people don't have families. Yes, 
it's the cri- they, it's I Christmas think they would music enjoy for shut-ins. Listen- <laughs> They would enjoy listening a pre-taped thing to a pre-taped thing just as much, I think. But then, like, if what if there's bad weather? Who's going to deliver the bad weather announcements? <laughs> that would be me. The I'd internet. Be doing, <laughs> no, I'd be doing it so I envision, like, in my dream, like, yeah, I was, I was, we were living in a castle because of this Christmas show, you know. Like, All right, do it. <laughs> but then I was like, how much money can you make from a, a show that's only on once a year? I know, because I always think about those jobs, like running the marathon, like a, a whole staff of people, that's all they do all year. Yeah. And then like fresh air when she, it's like an hour long show once a day for like three months. Like it's a lot, it's repeats like a lot of the time. And she'll read like Anne-Marie Baldonado or whatever, you know, whatever the like producers. And yeah. she has like a hundred producers that she thinks every time. And like, it takes that many people to make this one hour yeah. show. So I feel like that job would be one of these jobs where I'm like, how did, this is a full-time job all the time just to create this. But then I was thinking I would expand it to other holidays. Yeah, except that... Like 4th of July. Yeah, but those, I feel like it's not that big of a deal for somebody to come in on those days. Christmas is like the big one. I guess you could have like patri- a patriotic one. You could yeah. have... Halloween. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah West yeah. Wing clips again for Thanksgiving. Yeah. We were watching the, uh, the reboot of Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And... Carrie Bradshaw is not a writer any longer. She's a podcaster. Yeah. I was very- it was more unrealistic than the winter, than the tent in, in, <laughs> in the winter in Chicago. And I would never listen to that podcast. It was Carrie. Bobby a, Lee. Bobby Lee, supposedly yeah. funny guy. And then the girl who was on Grey's Anatomy. Sara Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. It was fine. I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing the podcast. But then they like that you kind of they pan out to see you can see like the control room Mm -hmm. and there's like a main guy. And then there's like six guys, (laughs) six people behind him. I'm like, what? Who? What are they doing? What are those six people doing? Yeah, that's not a thing. I like to run two shows by myself. Well, and just like think about all the like when you listen to a podcast, it's like one producer usually. And then maybe there's like some production on top of that, but another person doing production. We want- kind of enjoyed that dumb show other than, than that. The Sex in the City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it's bad. No, it wasn't perfect. No. But I wasn't expecting it to be. It's kind of a mess. But I like her. She is ha- I'm happy to have her back. Happy to have the Carrie character yeah. back. And we were like in the... The second episode's better than the first, I think. Mm-hmm. And the like, it's a little clunky in the first, and then it's sort of like they get into their groove more in the second. And Ivan was like tearing up, the, you know, <laughs> so, like getting choked up over one thing. <laughs> and, um, it's emotional. Yeah, and yeah, so just I just like her hair and her clothes and all of that, and her closet and yeah. their apartments, and so yeah, there's like some weird faces and there's some weird choices they made with the characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, I'm happy to to have it back. There were many things in it that hit a little close to home where they all wear reading glasses <laughs> and Carrie and Big have a big like vinyl collection. Yeah, and they do. Big rides a Peloton. I don't know. There were just kept things coming up where I'm like, oh, I'm so basic. <laughs> These are the things I'm into. <laughs> These are not basic people. The Sex and the City crew are not basic people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, Steve Eisenberg? Steve. Yeah. Um, he has like a hearing aid. Yeah, but what's, I was like trying to remember, was that a callback to something? Did something happen to him? Something happened to him, oh, right? 
did it and he lost his hearing yeah oh maybe i feel oh, like okay. yeah i don't think it was an age thing i oh, think okay, it good. was a uh, something had happened to him the person that looks the best is Kristen davis's husband he looks exactly the same harry harry yeah he looks exactly the same yeah but he probably he probably looked old for his age yeah then, that's true bald. yeah and so now he just looks appropriate for his age. <laughs> you know, Willie Garson, Stanford, oh, you know, yeah. he died. He looked, yeah, you know, and he looks And he looks like Ill. he's really ill. Yeah. 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 Which is sad. And no, he's just... like, his, I love his, he's so Yeah, good. his character's great. Yeah. So yeah, sad. that's good. Yeah, it's good to have, do they have a holiday episode, do you think? No, no, they never had a holiday episode in the first I one. Know. So. All right, so then. Um... So one more, we have the uh, sister swap, a holiday, our hometown holiday, hometown mm-hmm. holiday. So this is Kimberly Williams Paisley and Ashley Williams, who are sisters in real life and actresses, and they're both Hallmark alums, especially Ashley, Ashley Williams. Williams yeah. yeah, and it, and I love Ashley Williams, and I always think of her as a How I Met Your Mother actress. Yeah, yeah, she was like the baker in mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother, and Keith just knocked over some podcasting stuff, and we wonder why the podcasting equipment never works. <laughs> We've also had Nomu, our foster cat's just been sitting here very politely looking out the window at birds. So if anybody is interested in a cat, you don't want any of our pets. They're bad. <laughs> our foster cat is sweet and good. <laughs> well behaved. Nomu, I haven't even noticed him. <laughs> He's just sitting there looking out the window for like almost the whole time. Anyway, so they, they play sisters in this and one still lives in like their hometown and works for their parents on a bakery and she works for them and then kimberly williams paisley her husband had died and they owned a restaurant together in salt lake city like mm-hmm. and they act like it's like this like it's new york yeah <laughs> it was called fern and table or something no nope, but <laughs> uh, oak and tree <laughs> it's something like yeah, that fi- like kind of like fig and olive yeah and yeah it's a it's a it looks like a nice restaurant yeah it does so she's gonna finally take a break and take her son back home for the holidays and Ashley Williams kind of needs a break from all that. So she comes into Salt Lake city and decides to just stay and help. They are going to have a big Christmas party. That's going to be like in a magazine and Mm. she's going to help set it up. So that's all like, like you would really leave. That's fine for her to go home, but do the, take her to the party. Yeah. That seems very important. But she was just, you're just letting your sister who doesn't work there take it over. But then they, they had, there was other people on staff yeah. that she trusted. Yeah. So she goes back in there. So they had this uncle, this like beloved uncle and Kevin Nealon plays <laughs> the uncle. He's, he has died, but in like the flashbacks, yeah. in old home movies, Kevin Nealon yeah. plays the uncle. It was great seeing him playing the piano. <laughs> you didn't think it was weird that it was Kevin Nealon? No, that was great. It wasn't like their uncle. It was like Kevin Nealon. It was like their un- <laughs> Kevin Nealon was their uncle. <laughs> but they really loved him like a, a strange amount, I would say. He was beloved. But they really loved him. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I... I don't know. I just... Do we know how he died? Did they ever say how he died? I don't think they did. Because I feel like a lot of families have like kind of like the cool uncle. Yeah. You know, he's probably single all his life mm-hmm. and just did cool things. And yeah. then everybody kind of loved him. I think that was what Kevin Nealon was. Yeah. He worked yeah. at the theater. Yeah. So he owned a, a movie theater. And the parents have decided to sell the movie theater. And the Madison. She, yeah. 
<laughs> and so Kimberly Williams wants to have like one more movie night where they show some old cartoon. <laughs> and so they're trying to like get it back up and running to do this. And then they get a buy. They want have somebody's interested in buying it, like a big multiplex is interested in buying it and they want to preserve it. And you know, the multiplex won't. So you, you have all of that and her old like childhood friend or whatever is the contractor. And he's, a widower too, I guess. So he has a daughter. <laughs> the daughter is always around. Mm-hmm. The daughter is very pale and wears this like blue kind of Victorian coat. And I felt like she was a ghost. <laughs> like are we, nobody sees her. <laughs> but her name is Madzy. <laughs> what do you think her name is? I think it's Magzy. <laughs> they say her name all the time. And it, it sounds like Madzy. Magzy. <laughs> Come here, Magzy. Oh, Magzy. <laughs> I think it's Madzy, like Maisie, but with a D. Madzy, yeah. yeah. But they don't. It doesn't sound like they say they say that they. Let's see if she's credited. It feels like they ha- they say a G. But yeah, there. there's Mag- like it's like Madge, M A D G E, and then Z E E, Madzy. And she walks around with her arm, like she doesn't move her arms, like her arms are right side in her little Victorian coat, which is very pale. <laughs> little ghost walking around Madzy. But she's always around and they're saying her name constantly. <laughs> this is a funny name to hear. <laughs> and Kimberly Williams Paisley's son is, is, you know, he was a big fan of Kevin Nealon. Yeah. You know, he loved Kevin Nealon. And, and he- it's been hard for him with his dad. And he's a bit Passing. of a film buff, yeah. it seems, a cinephile. Yeah. And he is really taking on this project of restoring mm-hmm. the projector and doing all this stuff with the theater. He's taking charge yeah. of all of this, too, along with you know the contractor and Mag... Her name is Madzy. I was right. It's M-A-D-Z-I-E. Madzy. Madzy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they say Madzy, though. <laughs> they don't say it like that. <laughs> There's definitely a J or a G inserted in there. <laughs> There's an, um, another highlight of this one is that her dad, they, of course, they have a, the tree lighting is right before Christmas in Hallmark movie mm-hmm. fashion. And they're excited to go to the tree lighting. <laughs> and they go to the tree lighting. And again, like this family is in charge of everything in town, too. And they go to the tree lighting, and there's a band playing. And we're like, what? The dad is in the band. <laughs> he's playing guitar and singing in the band. <laughs> yeah. He, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like the dad's in a wheelchair. Yeah, which is, again, like just the unforced, subtle diversity that they've um, put into place this year. But it was, it was yeah, nice to see. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, yeah. like, it's nice that it's, it's just they're just becoming more inclusive without feeling forced. So yeah, when he like he's making the announcement about the tree lighting, but he has a guitar on his lap. Uh-huh. Like, What's going on here? And all of a sudden they start cranking up the tune and <laughs> he starts belting. I don't even know. I can't remember. It it's might have been a, funny. It might, it might have been an original. I don't even think it was a cover song. It's quite a band. <laughs> <laughs> and he was good too. I wanted to actually look him up too. I was like, is he a famous like a famous musician that we should know? know. He seemed very Canadian. Famous Canadian mm. mu- musician we should know. <laughs> Like I don't think the, so. The, I don't think it was you that know, guy. the unheralded fifth <laughs> member of Rush. He had a very dad band feel to him. <laughs> but then, all the, the while this is going on, something's happening at the restaurant that we don't know. The chef quit, and so mm-hmm. they hire some food cart guy, and and they travel all the way to tell Kimberly Paisley Williams that yeah. the chef quit. Why yeah. couldn't this just be a text? I don't know. 
I'm also unclear how far, far away. I think it really they said is. about an hour. Okay. So yeah, something's going on, and 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 Ashley Williams has turned things upside down at the restaurant. I think we'll find out tonight in the second yeah, part. Yeah, I'm kind of so excited. So now the second part is you see her side, her side, side. yeah, of it. Very I, clever. I thought, I thought it was really clever. The other funny thing about this movie is that you were running with that guy, our neighborhood running group, and you were like, "Oh, I was running with Greg, and we were talking about Hallmark movies and what he had seen, and and I started talking about Sister Switch, and he thought I was talking about Princess Switch, and so we were having two different conversations, and then you're like, "Oh wait, it was called Sister Swap." <laughs> <laughs> so it was like two middle-aged men running at six o'clock in the morning talking about Christmas movies. So like when I said I said sister switch and he was describing it and I was like oh poor Greg doesn't doesn't even know what I'm talking about so I t- and I just kind of let the conversation drop because I you know I, I didn't feel like adding I didn't feel like saying no Greg this correcting is correcting him yeah so I was like yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it turns out I had the I was I was naming the wrong wrong which movie. one had he watched he had watched he watched the kittens of Christmas oh, okay and then he watched the uh, the one that we had watched with. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Next the, stop, the some Christmas or something like that. Back to yeah. the Future. Yeah, he liked those. And he mentioned a Netflix one that he really enjoyed. I can't remember the title. Who knows if it was accurate? <laughs> but um, we'll have to look that up because we haven't watched. We haven't really watched in any of the Netflix no. ones. We're running out of time. What do you mean? The clock is ticking. We still have like a week left. No, but we're going to be out of town and like Hallmark Channel doesn't exist out of town. <laughs> It might not. <laughs> I'm drinking a, a really lackluster. So I came downstairs to record the podcast and I was like, are you ready? And he, Pete's in the kitchen making hot chocolate. And I deemed hot chocolate not an afternoon drink. It's like sunny outside. It's like 50 degrees. And it's one o'clock in the afternoon and Pete's making a hot chocolate. And like every night I'm like, let's have hot chocolate. And you're like, no. And then, but now... It doesn't say on the box must must drink between six p.m. and midnight. As it as it wasn't a cozy time. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's hot, <laughs> sunny and bright in the middle of the day. It's not like a cozy time to have a hot chocolate. Well, it turns and I so I have a, I got this big mug. I was really excited. We're going to record the podcast. I'll have some hot cocoa. It'll mm-hmm. put me in the mood. And I made it, and I was excited, and then you came down, besides telling me it's improper to drink during the day. You were like, no, you have to add milk, you dummy. <laughs> like as if you were having like alcohol or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this this particular brand of hot well, cocoa. Well, it's because it's vegan, so it doesn't have milk powder in it. So I just, you know, I just heated up some water, and then now I'm just drinking brown water. <laughs> it's not good. So I feel like I've wasted a little bit. But yeah. I disagree. I think hot cocoa can be... <laughs> Anytime of enjoyed day. any time of day doesn't i it's it, granted it's you're right it's probably nicer when it's dark out and you're like cozying up to a movie or whatever as opposed to just the middle, and... middle of the afternoon on a 50 degree <laughs> sunday but oh, so we'll we'll, de- we'll we'll have to do one more because we have to we'll have to update on the sister swap yeah and the outcome do we have anything else that we've watched we haven't watched like i said we haven't watched any of the other uh netflix hulu streaming options we finished the we finished the Beatles. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> Which was awesome from the previous podcast. You've known that we like that. A couple of well, you know, while we were watching the Beatles, I know I noticed um, a couple of doors down on one of the houses. Mm-hmm. I just noticed a sign being put up that said "Free Piano," <laughs> and I was like, "Free Piano? What does this mean?" I was really thinking of like, oh no. 
Like, I was so into the Beatles and, like, <laughs> like Paul, Paul McCartney just being able to, the long, you know, just being able to, like, whip that out. I was like, I think I should, we should just take this free piano and just start coming up with songs. We could do it. They had three weeks to come with up with Let It Be. Well, when the Beatles broke up, Paul just went to Linda and said, asked her if she wanted to start a band, and they started a band, so. Yeah. <laughs> It was there for a long time, and every time I pass it, I'm like, "We should just get this piano." Like, when does that? When when do we have an opportunity for a free piano? I don't know what shape it. <laughs> what shape it? Knowing was that in. house, <laughs> it's probably like it's how they um, they lure you into their house and then they trap you in their basement. <laughs> well, the sign's gone, so thankfully. Although I I feel like when I was playing the guitar. When I was looking for a guitar, I would go to Craigslist mm-hmm. um, to see. I feel like, like there's a lot of people who want to get rid of pianos if you'll just come and get it. Exactly, they'll give it to you for free if you'll carry you'll it take out it out of the yeah. house. Yeah. yeah, so they're, they're out there. The dream hasn't. The Every dream time hasn't you go died. over to somebody's house and they have a piano, and I'm always like, whoa. But when I was like, we had a piano when I was growing up, and I feel like that was a thing that people had. Yeah, they had a piano. Yeah. I'm not picturing, you know, a big Elton John type thing. No. I was just picturing, you know. Yeah, just like a little brown wall. Right, yeah. Piano, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I missed out. The sign was gone. Too bad. You're going to get on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do one more here for sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll get it together to bring you the, 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 <laughs> the fascinating <laughs> conclusion of Sister Swap. What's the second half of it called? Sister? Christmas in the city. Christmas in the city, yeah. And then maybe some other surprises. We, are the Moody's coming back? No. You ask me that every week. <laughs> we used to have, we used to, on, on one of the old shows I used to work with, uh, Phil Rosenthal, he was a longtime Tribune writer. He used to write about TV. He would come in like once a week and like, People would just ask him, you know, a bunch of questions mm-hmm. about TV shows. And even back then, I remember when people ask about CBS shows, it was he there was a sense of disdain in yeah. his answer. Yeah. This was 20 years ago, because uh, what I remember most is when pe- people would ask, so is Family Guy coming back? Uh-huh. Because Family Guy was gone for yeah. a while. Yeah. And, and like, then it did come back. And it did come back. And it was like hugely successful. Just keep asking. <laughs> Where's Phil? Do you, you probably still have Phil Rosenthal's number, right? Yeah. Can you text him and yeah. ask him? <laughs> if the Moody's are coming back. <laughs> Phil, what do you think? Are the Moody's ever coming back? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Six Feet Under is coming back. That's so weird. So, I mean. Nobody was asking for that. <laughs> it ended perfectly. Why yeah. come back? Oh, it did. It was like the best ending of a yeah. show ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll I'll keep my hopes up for the Moody's. And then we'll be back in a little bit for... Uh, Stay tuned for the <laughs> fascinating conclusion of Sister Swap, Life in the City. What's it called? I think it's uh, Christmas in the City, but now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> well, that one. All right. We'll talk to you later.